0: Ladies and gentlemen, y'all tuned in to all-new episode of the Rap Lab podcast,
1: and um, it's not going to be an ordinary episode of the Rap Lab, um, major, major loss in the hip-hop world. Uh, we just lost Earl Simmons, known to everybody in the hip-hop community as DMX, a true icon, a legend, a superstar, somebody who put Yonkers on on the rap map and just did so much and was a, an integral part of the late 90s and 2000s um last week we asked in the beginning and the end of the episode to uh keep DMX in your prayers because he was in the hospital in grave condition and then this weekend he he passed away uh at the age of 50 um yeah so we're just in a down mood right now um fellas i'm joined of course by rev e uh and qg and um yeah, it's, it's 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 rough right now. It, it's real rough.
2: Yeah, this is a hard one, man. This is a huge, huge loss for the hip hop community, man. Like, it's gonna be hard to replace a dude like this, man. He's he's irreplaceable, irreplaceable.
3: Yeah, I I really, you know, what to say here. Um, I was at work and I kept getting text messages and. Notifications, because I'm you guys and everybody else that are true fans of DMX. You know, we heard the rumors, we kept seeing the reports, we kept getting conflicted reports, and yep. you know, we you know we just keep checking, 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 and um, when it when it he did pass away, it just it just sucked out of everyone who loved Dmx, who to appreciated the man's work while the man was, you know, still here. So um, it's just a huge, huge loss. A sad day for hip hop fans and, and 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 just fans alone, because you know Dmx was more than just a rapper.
0: Yeah. You know,
3: he was an he was an actor. He was uh, a poet. He and he also did a lot of things for the community that a lot of people didn't talk about. You see how they mentioned all the trials and tribulations that he'd been you know they actually brought up today on the news. I don't know if you guys saw it you, you know he used to food, he used to give up clothing, he used to take care of people in his community. and it's a shame that you know for, you know that the man had to pass away to high positives it's you know it's just um, it's just crazy the narratives that they push out there when it, you know when it comes to you know when it comes to rappers passing away it's just crazy
1: and and it's crazy because leading up to him passing away like we got so much conflicting information first it was a drug overdose then it was a heart attack then one minute he he's he's off life support breathing on his own, and then that's that was that was confirmed to be untrue and it just it is it is it, just sad man, and you know there's been an outpouring of love on social media for d m x and man like it's uh it's fair to say that d m x ha his, his existence within rap is important monument not to say that nobody's not important but you know like during what i like to call the def jam takeover era you know where you had jay-z ja rule and dmx the three faces of def jam you know you 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 like he had an impactful career um it's 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 crazy um why don't we go around the room um we'll start with, with with eric um, you want to just talk about, you know, uh the first time you heard DMX?
2: I remember when he came out with Get At Me Dog and I was in the Wiz and I saw that strong gray silver cassette tape with the letters DMX and I just I was so happy and just honored to be a part of this this new takeover. It was such a hard hard tidal wave that hit because you know it still was the shiny suit era so when dmx came out and he brought back the streets and he let it be known that you know he was coming with the streets it was great and when get at me dog was on hot 97 you know playing in the streets playing in the parks i felt like i was a part of a movement and i got on it as soon as it started i didn't ride the wave or anything like that because at the time i was 13 14 years old and i had got into hip hop years before but i kind of got on late to like snoop and you know even wu-tang i didn't get on in 93 you know i caught them a little after but when dmx came out i felt like you know i felt a little entitled to it like like you know it was my music because i was there and the impact that he had with that first album and then he dropped flesh of my flesh blood of my blood in the same year and went multi-platinum on both it was just an honor to be there with it's it's dark and hell is hot and flesh of my flesh blood on my blood it, it was ah, man i'll always remember that and just being in the park with my stereo and my big double d batteries and that being on like every mixtape that i made get at me dog and you know the intro the intro too was 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 probably to this day one of the best intros an album has ever had that's ultimate workout music that just you know revs you up and that whole album was a classic man it's just i just can't believe we're here in you know 2021 having this podcast talking about this because I was saying to my homie the other day, when he came out, he, he was just so strong. It felt like nothing could take him down through his presence, through his lyrics, through his music. He was, like, invincible. He's, like, the guy you go and get if you got problems. And being here today, and God rest his soul, him falling, it's just one of, one of my heroes is, is is gone. It's like, who do I even go and get now, I feel?
1: Understood. Um, Q, you want to hark back to when you uh, first heard of uh, DMX?
3: The first time I heard of DMX was the 4321 record, uh, LL Cool J, Method Man, Red Man, Cannabis. And I knew... and. The song, and I see in the track listing of a rapper named DMX. I just heard a style and I heard a voice that I've never heard before. It just intrigued me the way that he rapped. You know, say, After dog, because if I catch you when the sun is down, run, come up off that. I'm going to down, run it down. whoever's going to go, it's going to be that. You see that? Shit, finish you, dog. Believe that. The way he was doing it is just like, what is this? What is this? This is incredible. And then I heard the Money Back record with the locks with DMX again. I said, okay, here he is again. And that verse was fantastic. And then I heard the 24 Hours to Live record. That verse was fantastic. Rob, the locks. I said, man, everywhere. Then I heard the Shut Him Down record with Onyx. I said, yo, this guy's really getting around. He's really getting around bodying these features. And 19, just like how the ref Bob MC said, Get at me dog came out. And it was like a damn tidal wave. When that record came out, it just shook up everything. And time where it's the shiny suits. You know, not to say bad about it. You know, good music is good music. But now, here you got this guy with a wow wh- Tim's Ballhead, one of the loudest voices I've ever heard, and it was it was special. And you know, the album, I swear, when that album first came out, man, I didn't play anything except "It's Dark and Hell Is Hot." That album is just damn perfect. It has so much storytelling. Delivery. Lyrics that. And safe to say, you know, not too many rappers. Incorporated prayer. And I said, this guy's a real spiritual, deep dude. Music just resonates with his soul. And then to, to come out with another album that same year. Flesh, It's couldn't be stopped, and I loved the confidence in him on the song "Ain't No Way I'ma Go Platinum." Nah, I'm tripping. I'ma go double platinum. No bullshitting, and I'm like, man, and he was right. You know, both albums sold tremendously well, and establishing the Rough Riders and just song after song after song, hit after hit after hit, and then. And then there was X came out. Like, I just followed him. Everything he did, I followed him. I watched him perform live at the Apollo Theater. You know, I was just just so into him. And, you know, God bless my mom. She got me the tickets to go see him. And, I mean, guys, I mean, you know this. Just 100% when that man is on that stage and he's out there ripping it, man. It's like he, he just draws you in. You're giving him energy, and he's giving the energy 10 times back. So whatever with whatever song he came out with, I just just was rocking with him. And you know, it's just a uh, it's a devastating devastating loss. But his music will live forever, his legacy will live forever. You know, till this day. You know, when you hear y'all gonna make me lose my
0: mind.
3: I mean, come on. If you're not out there jumping around, hyped up, I and mean, that's what his music is for. And we talked about before the episodes about MCs that gave you that emotional content. He's one of rapping from a piece of paper. He lives and breathes every word he says in these songs. And, you know, his capabilities, it's just genius. Crime Story is a great story. The songs about Damien, the kid you know it's 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 just beautiful it's artwork and the way that he breaks down his mental health like referenced on on social media a lot of people don't really focus on that you know really paying attention to what he's saying do you really know what these songs mean and yeah man i just i just followed him and just rocked him every, every time he did everything yeah. like uh uh, five number one albums. Come on, couldn't touch X.
1: Yeah, that's 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 true. And um, I guess I'll I'll share my story when I I first heard him. And yeah. I was seven years old in 1998. Um, and this is a song that because you know I go to a lot of sporting events. Matter of fact, I was just at the Met game a couple of days ago. And like when you go to MetLife Stadium. And the Jets get a sack. They they play. Stop, drop. That's a Rough Riders roll. Whoa. And I'm just and like you just can't escape that. Um. But yeah, Rough Riders anthem was the first the first time I ever heard DMX, and I remember the music video for that vividly. That music video made me want to get an ATV. Like no lie. Like. <laughs> and since then like DMX is the and I've always liked his style um I feel like he was the very first rapper to ad-lib and he wasn't ad-libbing words he would ad he would ad-lib dog barks or his signature his the signature growl or even hey yo so that's that's what uh that's what stuck out to me about about DMX and like you said he's he's got he's got certified He's got certified hits, man, like classic hits, like you, like Q, you just mentioned Party Up, um, Get At Me Dog, um, What These Bitches Want, like, you know, like, it's just, it, his, 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 his music is, and his music is, is, is timeless in, in all, in all reality, um. Like I I I don't have anything I don't even have anything bad to to say about DMX at all at all like he's just a guy I can I can keep listening to um just you know forever and it's it's a shame because like he he was very open about his life so everybody saw his struggles and and everybody has demons I don't I don't care who you are but you know he was very open about his addiction and his use and I'll never forget. Was I, I? I believe it was on Drink Champs. I believe, yeah, I think it was on Drink Champs, where he he detailed. You know, he was very open. And again, a lot of people, a lot of these celebrities, entertainers, athletes, what have you, um, you don't really get to see that vulnerable, real raw side of them. And DMX went on Drink Champs and was like, "Yeah, man, he he got a blunt that was laced with cocaine, and he didn't know it when he was 14." So, I mean.
2: Actually, I'm sorry to cut, but it was on place with crack. And uh, his mentor, DJ Rediron, Ron, had actually put that in his blunt. And from then on, you know, it's no coming back from something as heavy as that. And he's always had that addiction from then. And, you know, as you said, you know, we're not trying to judge people for their demons because everybody has them. And when I first heard this news, like everybody else, You know, I I thought the worst. And because he does have a history. It just it it hurt that all these conflicting reports came out. They even said that he had covid. Then they said it was the vaccine that did it to him. Right now, I feel like we just need to respect his family and respect their privacy. And if they want to release any statements or anything, then they'll do that. Then, yes, yes. And all this speculation, I know it's easy because everybody has keyboards. Everyone has pretty much a mouth with their keyboards on social media and you know some good some bad but this this isn't our our time to be the judge and the jury and the executioner i feel like we should just celebrate him and his music and keep his spirit and his legacy alive
1: you know the thing that bothered me more than anything was the fact that everybody was trying to be first with breaking the news and people was writing r.i.p and making all these posts a whole day before the man died
2: yeah that's, yeah that, that was whack
3: steve rifkin steve rifkin had to say something
2: i'm glad he you know, cleared he,
3: that up he, i'm so happy he cleared that up like it was like four o'clock in the morning when i woke up and i looked at my instagram and steve rifkin went out there and he's like listen don't believe that you know i mean he gave us an update i didn't even notice steve rifkin was that
2: yeah that that was surprising to me too
3: yeah, I had no idea. I mean, we, we see Rifkin from Loud Records, right? But I didn't know that you know that he was managing at you know, at this particular time. And it's interesting too because I was looking at the news today, Emily, and you know D from Rough Riders. Obviously, we know the history with D and Y Rough Riders on TV, and I, and I can't blame him if he wasn't. This was at the White Plains area, you know, where the the place where he was at the hospital. I'm sure there's a lot of people still out there right now playing his music, and and they set up a nice mural for him with his yeah. name in gold. And uh, it's 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 kind of crazy how all these people were around him. You know, I looked at social media out tributes. I seen Styles did one, Swiss Beats. You know, Nas, Ja Rule, Irv Gotti. It's interesting, guys. I didn't even know, like, you guys, when I was listening to X, I didn't know about the history with him and Irv. I didn't know about the things with him and Jay-Z and Ja Rule. I didn't know how deeply, obviously, as time went on, you start to see it. Like, I turned back. um, How's it going down? Irv and Ja Rule are in the yeah. And, and then Irv did an interview where he talked about Get At Me Done, how important that record was, how he discovered X when, you know, he went to Yonkers and he saw the, uh peeking out of a window when he came downstairs that he rapped for him. That's what I loved about X, too. We're going to get into that as well. He's the kind of guy, if you got a cypher, yeah, he's going to be all up in it. He's always going to have rhymes ready. He actually battle rapped too. uh, He battle-rapped against a well-known battler, rapper. Shout out to T-Rex from Harlem. Mm T-Rex did an interview saying that he battled DMX in uh, and you know, X always came prepared with verses. He always came prepared with raps. I actually want to talk about, I I want to ask you about this uh, Rap Barber and uh, Candyman, you could chime in if you want to about this. I wanna to talk to you, Rev, about between X and Jay Z. Oh
2: what, man, yes. You,
3: uh yeah, no, no, most definitely. Please, uh, can you can you digress about that battle? Because we've heard so many different things about it. There's been debate who <laughs> won, who lost, and who was there. So can you tell the people and, about it?
1: And and before Rev, before you go, all I'm gonna say is whoever got Big L's belongings, Big L mm-hmm. got tape, released the tape. Release the tape. But go on,
2: please,
3: go on. please, please put out that tape. <laughs> <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> we want to see it in full.
2: Yeah, it was in the early 90s. And, you know, legend has it that these guys went for hours downstairs in a pool hall basement. And people from each side are going to say, you know, their guy won. Of course, you know, Dame is sticking up for Jay. And Irv Gotti actually was, Um, he didn't say it, but subliminally he was saying that X had him that night. And. You know, Jay might have been in some battles, you know, he uh siphed with Big L as well. I don't know if that was really a battle or anything like that, but I think L kind of got the best of him there. And I kind of feel like X got the best of him here. I mean, I wasn't there or anything like that, but just from these guys history and <sighs> X was just raw, man. And I, I would have loved to have been a fly on a wall, you know, that day and Almost. just been a part of history there's so many legendary syphes and battles you know like you said x was always prepared man he always had lyrics on deck for anybody and you know these two is just standing on the pool table they weren't even just like you know on the grounds and stuff like that these guys got on top of pool tables and and just started going at it and basically it was so crowded that they had no choice but to stand up and and go at each other you know um i remember um sauce money was talking about how it felt like a boxing match and and the pool tables was, was more so the the boxing ring and you know they had each other's crews on on both sides um sauce money was there uh ski beats of reasonable doubt fame and camp low was there and and why indeed the original rough rider heads they were in the building and, you know, they have so many different accounts of, of to what happened. So it's hard to kind of like say who definitively won without a tape. And, you know, rest in peace to Big L as well. But whoever has that, that tape or the audio, please, this would be a great time Absolutely. to revisit that. Uh,
3: and, you know, you know, it's crazy. You know, it's crazy, too. Uh, Dame said that he uh, and Y, like, they, they, they didn't want... X's part to be recorded. They said something with copyrights or publishing yeah. and things like that. So we only got to see that part of Jay Z, where Jay Z had had that part, and then he walked away after that. And you know, he had the big crowd reaction, and you know, the narrative would be put out. Oh, Jay won the battle. He got the crowd reaction. He walked away. But like you said, he went for rounds. Like they went on all night, and Dmx stayed, and Irv was was like that was the first time. X and J bet and there was some tension. There was still that because it's two alphas. It's two it's two alphas in his rounds with X. And Irv did an interview with Complex saying that, you know, Jay-Z Jay-Z felt a little way because you know Jay-Z asked Irv Gotti, Irv, you you think X is better than me? <laughs> and Irv said he said, Yo, Jay, I'm just like you. You see how your style—you speak for the lavish. You speak for the people. You know that lifestyle with the with the riches and everything he speaks for the have-nots. He speaks for the people in the streets. The, the, he speaks for the underworld that don't have anything. And Lear Cohen, you know, talent and Irv is, is, is as great as he is as a talent scout. You know, he was like, "Hey, we got this guy at DMX." He's like. Who is this guy? He's barking. Who's yeah. he talking about? He's doing that's my Lear Cohen impersonation. Yeah, and uh he took Lear Cohen you know, to see DMX. At the time, DMX had his jaw wired shut.
0: Mm-hmm. And
3: he's like, Yo, X, you got any raps? And X was rapping. And while he was rapping, the wire was coming out. He still kept rapping. And Lear Cohen
0: stone faced. He, is. he did. But then when he went outside with Irv, he was This is a He's like B-. And then when it was album time
3: you know, besides Dan Grease, shout out to Dan Grease. All these different producers that was The style of production was so different and so raw and so grouped. And Irv Gotti was like, "Yo, DMX is gonna sell multiple at Def Jam. Yo, y'all get behind me. I know what I'm doing. I know what I have here." He put the number five on the wall and he was like, "Yo, y'all get behind me." Jay came out with Volume One. It sold one million. DMX out and sells five. Yep. So now they start to see like shift and i gotta salute jay-z for this he he boycotted the grammys but he was he was tight and a couple of people were tight that dmx was not nominated that year and he should have been
0: yeah.
3: yeah yeah i felt that was a crime but um it was it was it was crazy how you know the the whole thing with x and jay-z irv got it it was hard for x and jay-z to be in the same room because it, uh, it was, you know, so you, you still got that tension. Like, you got this rapper who's great. You got this other rapper who's great. You got Ja Rule in the middle who's cool. Right. Both come if He wants to do his thing. That's where, you, that's where you got that picture. That picture of Irv standing with X and J holding up the middle finger. That was uh, for the song. They, oh, yeah. they respected each other. J and X respected each other. They did songs together. The, the the Hard Knock Life tour where you had Rockefeller Riders. It was a huge, huge tour. And it's just trying to get those guys to do a record was kind of hard. And Herb was the glue because he you know, he, he managed Jay Z, he managed X, he managed Ja Rule. Can y'all imagine? And I and I'm gonna pose this lady man. Can you imagine that if the Murder Inc album would have came out the Murder Inc. album? You
1: know about this? Yeah, the murder, the Murder Inc was originally supposed to be a group uh, yeah. man- managed by. It wasn't supposed to be a record label. It was supposed to be a group. Uh, Jay Z, DMX, Ja Rule, the three headed Def Jam monster. And, mm. uh, yeah, man, it just that that would have been that that would have been probably the greatest collaborative effort of all time if that album would have dropped.
2: Word um, up they had the song Moneygram on streets is watching the soundtrack with them three. And that was, that was bang man. All three of them went in on that joint. And I don't know if y'all know, but Puffy actually declined to sign DMX at first. And then after DMX got hot, Puffy tried to get back on that bandwagon.
1: Yeah, but Def, Def Jam, got, the- Def Jam
3: got the pony.
2: Yep. Uh, it's, it's
3: interesting it- too, if uh, to follow up with that, I'll let you go, Kenny man. Um, Imagine if that would have to Bad Boy, because you know, and Mary J. Blige, he, you know, she put Puff onto the lock, so just imagine, Bad Boy would have been Yonkers Doubt, man. Right? Yeah, At it uh, would have been,
2: been Buffalo before Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... What was you saying?
1: No, ah, I, I was gonna say, um, it's funny you mention Bad Boy, because... Before Dmx had ever dropped the album, um, before I ever had any of his CDs, I mean, obviously I heard I heard Rough Riders Anthem from the TV, from the music video, like I stated before, but like the first time I ever heard him on a song that didn't have a music video, he did the hook for Mace, um, uh, Take What's Yours off All Harlem World. Yes. So, I mean, it's interesting you mentioned Bad Boy, and that's a, he appeared on a Bad Boy
2: record, but. Or, and, it's, and 24 hours to live.
1: Yep, yeah, and 24 hours to live. So, I mean, he he had 97 was like the warm up because he was also on uh four three two one. Even though y'all y'all know who uh, I think had the best verse. But uh, but yeah, man, like DMX, like 97, 98, 99, and I'll even give him 2000. That man was uh was on his game. Matter of fact, we go around the room. Um, E, we start with you. what What's your What's your favorite DMX song of all time?
2: Ah oh, man, so many to choose from. If you got to choose one, can I go with uh, the prayer?
0: Yeah,
2: I just love his prayers. It, it's just I know it's not a song, but any of his prayers, I, I could just at any given time I could stop what I'm doing and just listen to him, and it's it's just like. Like if you're in a boxing fight and then you get that little like 30 seconds to a minute in the corner and just like that pep talk that you need to go back out there and fight. That's what I feel like his prayers do for me. I listen thoroughly to all of them on any album. One album, he actually had some music behind him. I'm not sure if that was um, Year of the Dog again or it was. Um... No, nah, I don't think it was Grand Champ, but I-, I I liked it, too. But I always liked the acapella prayers. But if I didn't have to go. With a prayer. Uh oh man. I don't wanna say um niggas gonna start started something because that was more like like a posse cut, but um I like somebody's watching. Should I let them in mm-hmm. Lord we mm-hmm. just started the convo. Yes. Yeah. I'm gonna have the to convo. Go with the convo. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with the convo. Yes.
1: Cool. What about you, Q?
3: Just like Red Bar C said. But I got to pick one. I got to go with Let Me Fly.
2: Nice.
3: Fly, either let me fly or give me death. Let my soul rest or take my breath. If I don't fly, I'm going to die anyway. I'm going to live long, but I'll be gone any day. I just love the, the harmony in that song. And just the quotables, you know, he was like, you say you hungry for knowledge? Here it is, eat it. You know, it's like he's having a like you see how I mentioned the combo. It's like he's talking to you. He's not making a song. He's talking to you directly. That's what I love about that record, man. So that's my song, uh "Let Me Fly." You got one, game?
1: Yeah, I got one. Um, actually, um, I don't think anybody would pick this song as their favorite DMX song. This this song is not even on one of his albums, but um, I would go with "No Sunshine" off the Exit Wound soundtrack.
3: Great song, great song, and, and we ain't even get into that. We could definitely get into that, but I love "Ain't No Sunshine."
1: Yeah, man.
3: Like, uh, my favorite, my favorite verse is the is the uh, is is the second one.
1: Why the second
3: one? I like the second one. Just the way that he does it. It ain't no sunshine when the dark man comes out. Because I want mine, because I want to hear some shouts. And I bust mine. Get at me, though. You know, like, just, just, just the way he flips it and turns it all around. Like. And I and I want to shout out um, Mac, Buster Mac, as well. Because one shout of his to favorites. T-O. Yeah, shout out to T. One of his favorites is the 60-bit. It's a funk vibe. Where Dmx was destroying Mob Deep's "Give Up the Goods," like he oh, yeah. went, he went mm-hmm. crazy. Oh my lord! If anybody out there has not heard it, please check out.
2: Yeah, Mop my man. Deep, um, deep. My bad. Go ahead. Yeah. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Say my yeah, man To. Yo, if you listening, check out that uh, Smack DVD freestyle too, because he Ooh. killed that joint. That's not. He didn't even um put that one out as officially as a song. He yeah. just let that joint rip for Smack DVD.
0: Oh, yeah.
3: I got a question, man. What was up with that Cam pull pullet? Why come nobody put it on any
2: of their albums? I think the sample couldn't get yeah. cleared, if I'm not mistaken. Because that was um, the first street single, I think, yes. from Cam before he rebranded himself, along with yeah. 357. Yeah, Dame Grease produced it,
3: and we heard it on the radio. Like, that album could have been on Confessions, or it could have been
0: on It's Dark.
3: Yeah. I mean, Rev, you could back me up. They performed that at the Tunnel.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was the Tunnel banger right there. <laughs> Small tidbit that about that song. So if you ever heard it, anybody, you know, like, and heard um Drag On, you know, they Cam and Drag On had, at the time, a similar flow. And then Drag On wound up dissing Cam for it on Drag On's first album. And then Cam kind of like he switched his flow up. I don't think because of that, but, you know, the evolution of Cameron kind of uh, he changed his flow and he changed his his cadence and delivery and stuff. But I remember when I first heard that and then I heard Drag On, I'm like, man, these two dudes sound alike. And then Drag On was saying, you know who I sound like? My voice drowned mics, fucker five mics on his album, which actually went double wood.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah. Double. wood. shout out to Dragon. on. Shout out to drag. As as, as good as he, as good as he is, you know, with the techniques, and lyrics, man. Like just the album, it was it was crazy. And it's 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 funny. Like my favorite part on Pull It, where Karen was like, i stay stupid for stabbing little Nate." He was. a... <laughs> I just love the back and forth between Cam and X. Word. Like their chemistry was was just so good, and and they were friends. It's just like how we mentioned you mentioned niggas thought something him and mace were very close dmx and mace was very close like wanted to give himself to the lord he wanted to become a pastor and mace was like you got a gift you know what i mean don't give it up your gift is rapping like can you guys imagine if dmx would have went that route early on in his career
2: i'd be here for it me
1: too Yo. Yeah. But you know, with DMX passing, you know, you know what one thing is certain now.
2: Uh, what's up?
1: He and Louis Rankin are in Jamaica Gates right now.
3: Oh boy, Belly. Word up. You want to talk? You want to talk about that?
1: Yo, I'm not gonna lie. I love hip hop movies more than anything. But that scene with the boat, with the two of them, Louis Rankin and and uh, with <laughs> Louis Rankin and DMX are in the back of that car. And Q, you 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 know what I'm talking about. Uh, e, you probably you probably know what I'm talking about. And and he, and DMX is like, so where are we going? And as they driving through the hood in Jamaica, this little boy taps the glass with oh, the yeah. butt of a, of a pistol, and he's go He's talking about we going to. Gym. I can't do the accent, but he's like we going to Jamaica Gates. And the funniest <laughs> shit I've ever heard in my life. Yo, Louis Rankin looks at DMX stone cold in the face, and and talk about the women they about to be there, but like make a dick go hard like Ratwiler that shit.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but but uh, I, yeah, I guess, that was I, too guess I guess where I'm getting at is he was more than a he was more than a rapper. Uh, he was an actor too.
2: Yeah, good actor as well. I thought he actually was gonna have a long career acting.
1: Yeah, he was in Exit Wounds with Steven Seagal. Of course, he was in Belly with with Nas and Louis Rankin. So he had a he had a he had a good acting yeah. career. I, I'm surprised he never took it further.
3: Like yeah. like when you go through the movies, Never Die Alone is is an underrated performance. Oh that, yeah, that was a crazy one. Just just the story behind it. But when you look at the movies must die it wasn't that much of a big role but it was you know he stood out cradle to exit wounds all done by the same director too which is interesting because yeah uh, anthony anderson in there uh Yo, in photo. all of them um we mentioned belly which was at that time revolutionary especially for hip-hop because you got nas you got x you got method man you got you know T-Boss in there. You got all these different acts, and everybody was at the top of their game. And Hype Williams, shout out to him, putting this together. Right. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was special. You know, went to go see that in theaters at Sunrise Cinemas for all you people out there. uh, The soundtrack too was was was.
2: was Ooh, fire! Was,
3: oh yeah, great, sound great fire. soundtrack. You got, you, 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 yeah, 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 so much on. Hell I just love the chemistry with Nas and X. I wish Nas and X would have did some more together. I just loved what they were doing on the screen and off the screen. And 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 you know.
2: I enjoyed um Life is What yeah, You Yeah, X is it. an actor. Mmm. Between Nas and DMX. My bad I cut you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, so no. Good.
3: What a song. What a song. <laughs> Swiss Beast Yeah M. I am
0: album. Woo. yo. X. Elf on that record, man. That, that, that was a good one. You I mean, uh, got a favorite Dmx? i the grave. What
1: was the uh, What was the question?
0: Uh, you guys got a
3: favorite Dmx movie?
1: Man, be- Belly is mine.
3: Number
2: one. <laughs> uh. I mean, you know, Belly, that's kind of hard at the top because it was just such a hood classic. But, you know, every weekend on TNT or TBS, you'd see Cradle to the Grave. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, is that the one with Jet Li? That's the one with Jet Li. There you go. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah, I like that one, man.
3: I like that one, too, man. Jet uh, Li, Gabriel Union,
2: Dragon mm-hmm.
3: was in there. Yeah,
2: he was.
3: Oh, <laughs> Dragon was in that movie. You know what's funny about that? They DMX on the radio and they asked him, uh, "Who they were drowning? Uh, Steven Seagal or Jet Lee. You know what he said? What he say? Let them both drown." <laughs>
2: That's
3: <laughs> so, funny. you know, they you, you know what, what else to about X? His interviews, man. He, you guys mentioned transparency earlier. He kept it a hundred, man. Like you guys. His Power One Hundred Five interview where they asked him about Drake and they asked him about oh, Jay Z he would, yo talk about it man he 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 let him he let him have it like yo he, he, he wasn't a fan of Drake he didn't he, he didn't like when Jay Z was president
0: told my loyalty
3: issues with that yeah mm-hmm. that's right so he he didn't pull it. he told you about it
2: yeah. He said uh, Drake had a stupid haircut. (laughs) Yo, man. You know
3: what's funny, too? Like, Rick Ross wanted to sign him. I remember reading that. Rick Ross wanted to sign DMX. X turned it down. Hmm. Turned it down. Imagine if X would have taken that and and, and gone to Maybach Music.
0: That would have been crazy.
1: But. You know what else is gonna like, change? Yeah. DMX, DMX is not around no more. I got a I got a Christmas tradition of of, of listening to DMX's rendition of Rudolph the Red Nosed.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, I posted that on my on my Instagram. Oh, that's a that classic, man. That was I never, a good one. I man. never
1: let a Christmas go by without listening to that man. And now, <laughs> now it's gonna be harder, man. But.
3: Yeah, the way he put it together, you know, that's dancer, right? like the way he and beating on the table and just it was, it's a it's a it's a great ver great rendition of Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. You know, somebody actually took his ad libs that you mentioned and put it over the reading rainbow theme. Oh,
1: what? Man. I seen that video.
3: Somebody put a What? Come on! I, I said, What is this? And it works. That's yeah. the great part about it. Yo man, that's that's just so different. DMX is special.
1: <sighs> We're gonna I know I'm gonna I'm gonna miss DMX and I know we hadn't gotten any new music from him in a while. But I mean man. But I hate to bring this up, but you know what's going to happen, fellas, right?
2: It already has. Go ahead though.
1: All the bandwagoners. I mean, granted this is a different situation than somebody like a MF Doom, right, who who got no who got no play while he was alive. DMX yeah. got his flowers while he was alive, but I've seen sure. posts coming from people talking about everybody streamed DMX nonstop and let's put him up on the charts and like there are people that I've seen make posts about DMX and post pictures and all this other type of stuff, and but you never, I never saw these people like mention anything near close to DMX when he was alive. And now all of a sudden everybody's a fan. Like, and I just feel like you know it's okay to not be a fan. Like it, and it, it it's okay to like you know, like it's it's okay to have never listened to somebody while they were alive or. Like not being a no, but like come on, like and they do this when every time somebody dies, you know how many people never watched a single quarter of basketball that Kobe Bryant played in, but mm-hmm. the minute he died, people posting up a million pictures and all this and that, like that's right. Like it's crazy because like I, on my social media feed, people who don't even listen to rap been posting up Dmx and it's just crazy. It's like I feel like people making these posts because it's the popular thing to do right now.
2: Yeah, in, in, in tune in tune to that it, it is a double-edged sword though because now dmx's rough riders anthem is number one on itunes and of course you want to keep his spirit and his legacy alive and i do wish more people kind of give people flowers while they're still alive at the same time it is refreshing to see all the love he's receiving and you know it is a beautiful thing but there are bandwagon bandwagoners out there with MF Doom, you know, you're right about that because he was more of a cult. He's more underground. DMX is more universal than Doom. He's
1: mainstream.
2: had, yeah, more mainstream. And he's had, you know, Party Up. And everybody from the suburbs to the hood has heard that song, whether in a movie or in somebody's car or somebody just quoting the lyrics. I also feel as far as, you know, rappers, entertainers, athletes who pass away. It, it, it's good to celebrate them but let's not forget them you know let's keep it consistent let, let, yeah. let's let you know if, if you know X's Rough Riders anthem is going to be number one and who who else knows what else is going to come out and be number one number two for a while but like let, let, let's make this a consistent thing and let's not forget these guys because you know heroes come and go but legends never die and I hope this is the case with DMX and he, he continues to be celebrated throughout the years
1: well, Dmx not, can not, never not die. Yeah. Dmx can never die. Sorry to cut you off, Q. But go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Dmx could could never die because you know, and this and I'm not trying to sound racist at all, but you know, and uh, at, at at non at non minority gatherings where there are no Hispanic right. Americans, party up is one of the most popular songs that these people dance to.
2: Yeah,
3: I yeah, have. not even have to know all the songs. They just I'm gonna make me lose my mind. Up, oh, they know that part. Of course, they sing. They don't know the rest of the
1: song, but they know that <laughs> hook, though.
2: <laughs> yeah, I actually, um, you know, I'm a huge uh, Eagles fan, and one of the guys who's a diehard Eagles fan as well, he used to be a DJ, and he was DJing in Philadelphia, and ex security guard came up to him and requested that he play DMX, and at the time, the DJ was saying that he has a set playlist because he was specifically told to not play hip-hop. But when he realized that DMX was in the crowd, he had no other choice but to play. And he felt bad for pretty much snubbing his security guard. But when he played that song, he said that DMX was with his family and he got up from his family and started performing the song in front of everybody. And it was like this girl's sweet 16 and she was just so honored that he was doing that at her sweet 16. (laughs) The same that he was having the, that she was having the sweet 16 um, awesome i also want to share that uh funk mass flex you know recently came out and was saying that he um wishes that more more people would have been around him and helped him more of his camp or his circle and to a point i agree but at the same time we don't really know what was going on before but behind these four walls you know and right I, I kind of, you know, it was it was refreshing to see Ja Rule give him a shout out too, because they have a long tenured beef. And we mm-hmm. can say what we want about Ja Rule and make jokes. He's corny. He's this and that. But I actually applaud him. And that was pretty huge of him to salute the and in, in this troubling time. And I, I, I do wish X made it. And it, it kind of would have been cool, man, if they would have kind of just cl- closed the chapter on that beef. Not necessarily do a song or anything, but at least just. Just just for the sake of our childhood, just shake hands and and you know, just be yeah. men about it, and It would have been cool. So I appreciate Ja Rule for doing that yeah. and
0: Yeah, they did Rev. ref. Oh
3: yeah. They did. Yeah. Um yeah, I could follow up with you. You could even go on uh, Ja Rule's Instagram. There was a photo uh about maybe I wanna year ago, two three years ago. It was um Irv there, Ja was there, ex was there and Irv and Irv, it was the middle man and John ja X, you know, they made peace. They, they they yeah, they hugged, they shook hands, everything was cool. Like there's a photo on Ja Rule's Instagram right now, like I think it's the last photo he took with X. And then there's another one where Jay Z's in the middle, he has his arm around X, he has his arm around Jo. Ja they were able to patch things up, uh and like you said, it would have been great, you know, to see more of that. But I'm but they did do that, which is a dude They did do.
2: That's awesome. I don't think oh, he yeah. patched it up with Drake though. Uh,
1: I don't think he cared enough.
2: <laughs> Word. Yeah, but it's wow. interesting too.
3: Fat Joe was on his Instagram. Shout out to Fat Joe. He was playing slipping back. That's like a go-to for a lot of people.
2: That song. Yeah. Well, yeah.
3: What a. Man, like he's breaking down everything when you listen to it, and especially when he the emotions in there. Great, 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 great song! And and even in a prior episode where we talked about Cyphers, that legendary Cypher with Cannabis
0: Big Pump, he was a part of that, and also on the Rare Funk Master Flex. I have Rhyming for hours.
3: And yeah, I remember at that. At the time of at the time of their peak, that was big. That was pretty big to see what? that man. It wasn't
2: was Wasn't Nori there for that too?
3: It was Nori, Cannabis, DMX. It was just those three.
2: Yeah. And
3: it was a beautiful, beautiful time. They was just up there rapping all night over all sorts of beats, and it was. Dope. It was just so cool to hear that, man. Yeah, man. And,
1: you know, uh, hopefully, because this, this was a tired argument for for many, many years, and then you know me, like you said last week, even though this is sad circumstances, episodes of beef will always be mentioned by me. But hopefully this ends the, the spellbound debate. Oh, I man. I, I don't think K-Solo is going to... Uh, Talk about how he, how he got the song stolen from him. Now that DMX ain't here no more.
3: <laughs> there's uh, there, um like there's no so old, You know that was a beef that 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 happened in prison
1: before yeah. either man was famous.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, K. Solo K. Solo talks about it. You know they were in the prison yard. They were back going at it, and uh, X threw a shot at. K- even know, like, did you get know on Get At Me, Dog, who X was talking about when talking he, said about nigga, he said that nigga? He okay, said that because I said, who who is K? And then <laughs> you know, it just it just it just did a little back and forth. Interesting enough, the original line was, but he changed it. The MX was he he it was a, a freestyle verse. This Tupac at the time in 1996. He, he said that nigga Pac suck my. Mm. But but you know Pac passed away, so it changed and everything. And according to DMX, when he was on, he said he met Tupac in California. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah he said he, he he just he just period it. You know he's a lot of this like this dude is real. Cause there was a lot of comparisons in the beginning. You know, when X first came out, you know, there was like, oh, man, he's, 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 he's just like, he's, he's the next Pac or anything. But X was like, I'm not the next Pac. I'm the first X. Hmm.
0: real.
1: So. Let me, let me ask y'all this question. Do y'all. Now, I know the man just died, but do you think it's, 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 it's a safe thing to call him a legend? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Hundred percent. I mean, so he, he, much. Did a, he did do a rare feat: two, two num, two number one albums in the same year. He, he joins, he joins, uh, Tupac. He joins Tupac as what? I think they're the only, the only two that ever did that: two number ones in the same year.
3: Yeah. Oh. Uh, Cause Nas, uh, Darker, Nas, Nas, flesh
1: my flesh. Nas didn't do that with, uh, with, um. I am in Nostradamus, right? Nostradamus didn't go one.
3: No. No, no, it didn't go number one.
1: So. That's some, yeah. That's some rare company to be in.
3: But. My flesh yeah, man. gets enough credit. Yeah,
1: man, this is a, this I mean, this is a major loss. And.
3: Yeah, I don't think Flesh of My Flesh gets enough credit.
1: Flesh of My Flesh is a is an interesting album. Uh, Very it's 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 crazy because oh, <laughs> it's crazy because my two favorite songs my two favorite songs on on that album uh both have um uh both have the uh jada kiss and styles p on there so oh uh,
3: oh we don't you made a song we don't uh, we don't give a fuck
1: we don't give a fucking uh blackout so
3: blackout was crazy
1: Blackout, crazy. Blackout
3: was crazy. Them verses was crazy. You got Marilyn Manson on the album.
1: Yeah. Which I, I was
3: I was surprised. <laughs> the Omen. is <laughs> he, he, another carry on with Damien. Uh, what did you guys think of the Great Depression?
2: I love that album. Mm.
1: That 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 I wish I would have had At that. least on my, Bloodline. I wish I would have yeah. had that in my collection. That's the only one that I want that I don't have.
3: You know, mentioning that, you guys saw the Rough Riders part series on BET.
1: Yeah. The Chronicles, yeah.
3: you guys feel that he should have got a piece of the record company? Whew. What do you fun. think? Because I, I, there's been debates about that. I mean, you know why that's
1: hard to say yes? Because... Is DMX really the executive type? Like yeah, Jay-Z right.
3: he's yeah, the that, executive that's, type. That's one. That, that's, if, you, a point. that's a point. That's
1: if, if if you notice with Murder Inc, Ja rule didn't have no stake in Murder Inc cuz he wasn't an executive
0: type. Jay-Z and that
1: right. an executive. I don't I can't I, and I I'm not know. trying to knock the dead, but I don't I I I can, I couldn't picture DMX as an executive of a record company.
2: <sighs> yeah, man. Blood, bloodline the record label the roster it didn't really do too well and it was his time with the ball i feel he had the platform for it he's a multi-platinum artist and the great depression actually was a good album it did numbers i maybe he should have been more compensated i don't know as far as a stake in rough riders but maybe some more compensation but you know when you hear rough riders you see the r you think of DMX. You don't really Absolutely. think of, you know, if you're not deep in the game like that, you don't think of Wah or Dean. Seventy-five percent of these people who are posting DMX today have never heard of wire or Dean or Cast or um or, or um Shavon Dean. Never, and they probably
1: never heard of Drag On or Young One. Yeah, right.
2: <laughs> yeah, not many people has heard of Young One, but probably us and a few heads. But as far as that R, you think of DMX. He was wearing it on his shirt. He was carrying a flag. So I don't, I don't necessarily think a piece of the company, but I, I feel like more compensation. They should have paid him like LeBron or something.
3: They should have paid him. They should have paid him. He, he put them on the map. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all you saw was R's and double R's. Bro, everybody was out there claiming it right to him. Like, he stood in the forefront. And so, especially when they established themselves to a level where they could sign the line,
0: yeah, you know what I mean. They came through and boom, it turned into one of the movements.
3: And you bring in Eve and you bring in Drag- I said and you, you know you just have something. That Rough Riders compilation volume one. Yeah and, uh, yeah,
1: and um. and and speaking of Rough Riders compilation volume one. He put he he put my people on cause, you know. Mm, 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 mm,
3: mm. Juvenile, huh? Yeah, man. <laughs> that was a good one. beat stepped it up, man.
1: <laughs> yo. How I, 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 yo, how they, they they flipped a college football fight song into a rap beat.
3: Yes right? they did. Yes they did. Yeah. But
1: <laughs> even though even though juvenile wasn't in the music video, I don't understand that, but
3: Yeah, I uh, didn't get that part either. I I felt he should have I know, Mm-mm.
1: but um, nah, man. Like, and it's funny because we mentioned Rough Riders. If if you don't have DMX, there's no Eve. Exactly. So a lot of things. Matter of fact, and I'll even go further, taking it back to to my roots. If if there's no DMX, Fiend would have had his career ended after after No Limit. So. Uh, DMX is influential in the careers of, of others, man. And that that Def Jam in the that Def Jam 2000 period, man. Powerful. It, it'll never. And and you know what? I, and I hate the sound dated, and I hate the sound stuck in the past. But
3: you, you, mean, you mean? I mean what? You mean sound like me? According to the other people out there <laughs> that listen to the show.
1: Yes, yes. According to some of our listeners. I, I I hate to sound like you QG but oh man <laughs> wink wink but right. uh, I I I don't think there'll ever be another era where the roster of a record label is 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 that powerful you know and DMX was and honestly ranking the three obviously Jay is one but I'm putting DMX over Ja Rule so. oh
3: yeah. yeah so there's Ja Rule but when you look at the numbers. When you look at the singles, like, come on. It's like a no-brainer. You got to put X up there.
1: All right. X way up there. Well, the last thing we'll touch on. Two more things. Number mm. one, we'll go around the room twice. Mm. First thing, starting with Rev, what's your favorite DMX album?
2: Uh, so, you know, an easy go-to, of course, is, is Dark and Hell is Hot. But I don't want to... I don't want to be that guy and you know like
1: i mean uh, if that's this, how you, if that's how you feel bro then that i mean that, that's valid
2: that time that time w- was was hard to touch though because you know he had a lot of competition capital punishment dropped that same year
3: 1998
2: and, yeah
1: Nin- and 98 was a very competitive year on a quimini I, Oof,
2: don Cartagena. Not to mention the 20,
1: 24 no limit albums that either that went to <laughs> platinum or gold.
2: Head, headed by MP the Last Dawn. Yeah.
3: Mhm. They Hard sold a lot of records sold. Oh yeah.
1: Lauryn <laughs>
2: Lauren Hill dropped that year. And <clears throat> didn't didn't Jay Z drop Volume Two in '98?
3: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He, he, Luck, yes yep. he did. He won a and, Grammy for it.
2: And I feel like you know DMX was the standout with "It's Dark and Hell Is Hot." Mm-hmm. I. I actually really enjoy the great depression though. No. I don't want to say it's my favorite, but I do want to give it some love and give it a shout out. A uh, minute for your son had like, you know, I'll, I wanted to touch on it later, but you know, I, I went through a loss. I lost my mom recently and that song right there. I, I played that time and time and time again. It helped me a lot. And that, that whole album, man, 2001 was pretty good because, you know, people was writing him off. He, he kind of had taken a little hiatus. And when he came back with that, my speakers was bumping that. So I got, I'm got i showing love to the Great Depression on this one.
1: All right. What about you, Q?
3: Just like where Bob, he said, it's so easy to bring up It's Dark and Hell is Hot, which is a certified classic. But I'm going to show love to And Then There Was X. Mm i don't think people because you could you could talk about the party ups you could talk about um what's my name you know the song the professional and Mm. dxl yeah dxl with drag on in the locks um here we go again say what was it
2: love that song. song
3: oh yeah so uh i'm definitely gonna go and then there was x very Why do good girls like bad guys? All that stuff was on
2: there. (laughs) I remember that joint in the the Red Man and Met The Man movie.
3: Yeah. How high. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) go with it and then sex.
1: And then, um... Of course, for me, it's... I'm gonna go flesh in my flesh, blood in my blood. Uh, We don't give a fuck. Coming from a Mary J. Blige. Yeah. Well, y'all know I like to sing, so... (laughs) Thinking the shit out of her. Um, <laughs> uh, keep even keep your shit the hardest, man. Word. Blackout.
3: And it's my joint off that album, though, son Yep. And, and, no way.
1: and slipping. How, how could you forget slipping?
3: Great one. So, all right. Correct,
1: the, last, the last go around around the room. Uh, one word to describe DMX if you had to pick just one word.
0: Go ahead, E. Irreplaceable. What
1: Just about like a, you, Q? Yep. Q, what you got for us?
3: Oh, I'm sorry. You didn't hear me? You can hear me better?
1: Yeah, we got you now. Uh,
3: I'm going to say monumental. Mm. Okay. And, um...
1: I'm gonna go with icon uh, no we we could sit here all night and just oh, yeah. say and just say positive things about d m x and his legacy um, oh, yeah. but I feel like this this was the right thing to do, considering it's it's fresh, it's a loss, and I think we we would have done a disservice to the to the rap community if we didn't talk about d m x on this episode. Because, ladies and gentlemen, for those of y'all who listen to us every week, um, this was not our intended episode for, for today. It, it wasn't. Um, but just like last year when we did our our, our episode on uh, George Floyd and had that whole debate, certain things you just can't ignore. So, I mean, uh, again, we we here at the Rap Lab, and I'm pretty sure I speak for all three of us, send our condolences our thoughts and our prayers to DMX's family, his friends and all of his fans like ourselves. So,
2: Word up. And I just want to put it on the airwaves that, you know, I can never, I'm going to take a piece of what I wrote today on my status on Instagram and Facebook, but I could never thank him enough for his words, his teaching, his prayers through his music. You know, when I lost my mom, I don't think I listened to anything else but DMX that whole week it helped me get through it. And, you know, like I I touched on earlier, he has his demons, but nobody's perfect. You know, people are always going to criticize and speculate. They did it to Kobe. They do it to everybody who passes away. But, you know, this is our time to grieve one of our legends, one of our heroes. And people are going to stream and play his music. And, you know, that's cool and everything. But let's keep this man's spirit alive and just make sure that he doesn't die out. Long live DMX. Rest in peace. Long live
1: DMX. Rest in peace, man. Yeah, man. Rest in peace. And uh, that said, um, hopefully we catch y'all next week under much more normal and happier circumstances. And uh, Word. we just gotta we just gotta keep DMX's memory alive and his legacy is gonna live on through his music. So. Word. All right, so until next week. Um, again, R.I.P. D.M.X. Yeah. So
2: Peace. Peace.